0: We had to, like, make in, like, AP physics, like, in high school, we had to, like, now, like, that I think back to it, I'm, like, he must have just, like, either run out, like, it it was, like, a segment or, like, a section in class that we did where we made either a power supply or an oscilloscope. Nice. And I I was, like, they can't. Be making twenty oscilloscopes every year unless he's like starting a business where like we're the manufacturers. Like them
1: on the Heck yeah!
0: Oh, also that would I mean, be amazing. Really
1: shitty one.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 59 and my name is Kevin Portelli and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey everybody. And John Hines. Hi there. And I know that we always talk about video games, but I'm kind of nice. bummed we didn't bring this up last week because uh, the last time John was on previously before there was a little gap in his appearances, and uh, he talked a little bit about synthesizers. And uh, have you picked this up yet, John? I know you were texting us a little bit or in the Discord, I have uh, not letting it us up know yet. about this new little synthesizer <laughs> uh, accessory.
0: So uh, <laughs> with a like Euro rack module, like you buy these little parts and you can build it and customize it to like make it exactly your own. And there is this one module that I found like just from randomly searching, like, cause it's, it's a little, it's a bit of a, the wild west out there. It's, <laughs> there's a ton of like indie, like it's kind of similar to like, you know, looking at like a batch of indie games. Like right. there's it's just, like a
2: homebrew. It has like a homebrew feel to me. There's
0: so many. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But uh, I did find one that I think looks incredible and is also kind of goofy and dumb, but I love it, which is the intersection of everything I love. <laughs> but it's a way to control your synthesizer. Like normally, like if you hook it up to a like keyboard, then you can you press buttons or like move knobs and like control a synthesizer that way. But it is an input to use a Wii Nunchuck to yes. control the synthesizer. Yes. Yes. And it is incredible like so it, what it uses is it has different parameters like there are modules that use just like joysticks so like moving it on an x-axis will like control one parameter and moving it on a y-axis will control a parameter but the we nunchuck has a gyroscope so the, oh. the motion controls <laughs> x-axis and y-axis also control Whoa. So that right there, thats nuts, between yeah. the joystick and the gyroscope, it can control four discrete things. And then it also has an option where like, like it will hold. So if you like whip it to like the left or the right with a gyroscope, it will like hold on that, whatever that value is. So that's two more right there. And then there's <laughs> a C button and a Z button on yeah. that puppy. So yeah, you, th- like it is a an surprisingly robust like controller like for a synthesizer like i've as soon as i found so that i was cool. like oh man what could i patch that to what could i control like so that i could actually like be like controlling that in a live setting cuz otherwise yes. you're just like moving in and like underneath wires and knobs and trying that so like that's why people, like, would hook up a, a keyboard because you can then play it like an instrument. Right. And this just adds a whole new goofy way to play a <laughs> so, so does it, like, does it connect to, like, the expression
2: pedal port, essentially? Is that, like, what you're kind of controlling, essentially?
0: So, like, the other thing is that, like, this is only available as, like, a DIY kit. Like, you have to make this, but someone did make it and, like, get the, like... Integrated circuit chips that like like could parse whatever those controls from that like it, it has a literal jack that you just plug in a Wii nunchuck in like huh. that weird little like kind of U shaped USB that yeah had those, like like super prongs. chunky
2: USB <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: it's just one of those ports that like they bought I guess on bulk and were like hey <laughs> like you can just build this and hook it up it's amazing yeah nice so you you have not ordered it yet though right it's just something you've been kind of poking around with oh i I definitely will but i also need to like get my soldering chops back up to speed because i've not done it in years
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, uh, I know the past uh, couple of weeks we've talked a little bit about some games that were included in the uh, Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. Particularly, I've talked about a bunch of them and uh, one of the games that was included in that and actually one of the games that we talked about on the podcast a long time ago. John and I talked about Lazy uh, Galaxy rebel, rebel story. story is that the name yeah. i always for i always mix up those all those adjectives and, and <laughs> nouns mm-hmm. but uh but randall i know you've actually dipped into that I, yeah i think on the switch right
1: yep yep picked it up on switch when it was like no money at all on sale it was mm-hmm. like some semblance of sense I'm
2: yeah like, less than a dollar yeah for sure.
1: <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> i have to go for this because it's it's basically a cute em up and i love a pixel cute-em-ups. art
2: shmup yeah yes
1: yeah. is a shmup with cute characters hence cute em up um, and you guys were super high on it. So I'm like, oh shoot, I, you know, for some sense, I have to pick this thing up. It'll just be like the points that are already on my account will pay for this in its entirety. Like, yeah, why wouldn't yeah. I pick this up and have on my switch? Um, so I booted it up, uh, and you know, I, I like the presentation a lot, but I can't say I'm super duper into the gameplay, uh, loop personally. Um, what uh, mode are you playing?
2: John and I'll chime in. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> enemies take a lot of hits. Uh bosses take a lot, a lot. Bosses a lot take a long time. Hits. I'll I'll agree with that. Um the soundtrack in particular, I'm not very cool on. Um Hey now. Hey now. It's like really like hair metal, like it doesn't yeah, feel congruent it. with what I'm playing. To me, mm, yeah. it's got
2: that, like, it's got more of like that Steridon vibe, which we've also talked about briefly on the podcast. Like, yeah, it, hair metal like, is kind of like, yeah, way yeah,
0: aggressive <laughs> in its soundtrack, though. Like, what's yeah. that? I think Sterretin's more aggressive in its sound. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: oh yeah, Sterretin for sure is definitely like more like double bass constantly and that kind of thing. But like, I, I sort of see what you're seeing. I sort of see what you're saying, Randall, yeah. where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's a little bit of a juxtaposition between those two qualities. Yes,
1: yes, where it's just like it, it feels like it's the elements are there, but I, they're not really coming together into a cohesive thing for me when I'm playing it. And then you know, I only granted I only made it to the second level, and I tried the boss a few times and I wasn't like super duper into it in the first place, so I didn't really beat the boss, so that's on me too. Um but I was like, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm okay with this what, now. It What mode are you playing it on? Um whatever the default normal mode was is is what I picked. Cause there's, um, I know, uh, story mode or Kevin and I, okay. So story, yeah. there's story I mode. Say
2: there's like a story mode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's and I, what I, I think, think that one has like, it like saves your progress. So like if you yeah. like beat the first level, you'll be starting on the second level. Yeah. Whereas there's like an arcade mode where like, it's just start from scratch every time. Like single credit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And get right.
2: your different like roguelike. It, it has a little bit of roguelike tendencies where you're getting different buffs along the way. Yeah.
1: Which that you part's know, different cool. perks. Yeah, I like I, that you can pick the different perks at the end of, like, a given section to, like, do what I want to do with it. Yeah, what about the three, like,
2: different char- – like, you can have three different ships, you know, that you can change formations. And I think there's, like, six different characters that I think get leveled up over time. Like, Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought that was a really cool mechanic where you're kind of, like, juggling between, like, do I want to have, a like, kind of a V formation, have a little more of, like, a spread shot, or do I want to, like, switch formations to where I'm kind of single file – and all three of my ships. Once you get far enough along in the in the progress of the game, yeah, like I'm firing kind of a single line, but with three ships, so I'm doing a ton right. of damage. Yes. and then you have like a secondary kind of just like stared him like a power up or a, you know, each ship has its own like different ability essentially
1: right which that was cool too i I did i did dabble with that where i had the the main ship with a couple of side ships and yeah either the v formation or the straight line if i'm really needing to attack a boss or something else with like a a bunch of firepower it was cool to have that option um and yeah that the control scheme there's there's quite a bit going on where you kind of have the the shield you can bring up versus the change in formation versus your you know, obviously your shoot button and things like that. So there's a decent amount going on. It just didn't, it just didn't quite click for me. I don't know. I,
2: I sort yeah, I
1: see what you're saying. Cause like initially
2: to be honest, like the, the visuals, like they grabbed me at first glance, but then when I saw it in motion, I was like, Oh, it kind of looks like yeah. janky. Like a lot of, a lot of the ships, like they all look just like stared in as well, not to keep comparing the two, but like a lot of the enemies have like a very similar design. Mm-hmm. Like the, all the enemies kind of have this purple, uh, you know I, I don't know, they just have like a similar quality, so like as you progress through the game again, I haven't beaten it or anything, but like or none of us have, I don't think yeah, but like they do have like they just keep kind of looking the same like it it doesn't have that satisfying feel of like making progress, I guess but and I didn't like, I, I like don't know the, I really enjoyed the gameplay personally
1: yeah i I don't I don't I guess I don't mind it, but yeah, it just didn't it didn't light my world on fire, and like the enemies you you mentioned those and looking purple and stuff i I didn't feel like those necessarily you know, gelled with the backgrounds. And I know to some degree you don't want that in a shmup because you're trying to see mm. the the bullets yeah. and the enemies clearly and quickly. Um, But I don't know. It just, like, a lot of those elements didn't feel fully polished. I feel like it has a
2: weird perspective. Like, it looks really flat. Like the, the, Yeah. Uh, yes. It it's sort of, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I, I definitely hear you 100%. But I, I found this game to be really fun. It had a lot of charm, like the little, like, dialogue boxes it, yes. that pop up and give you, like, a little break when you rescue a character. And then yeah. you have, like, a new character that you can cute. use. It's, like, in story mode in particular. I, yeah. I don't know if that's in every mode. But, like, I don't know. I, f- I found that to be, like, really charming and really, like enough to kind of suck me into like i actually did play a little more of this seeing that it came out in the itchio bundle and i was like eh, it's drm free like yeah i have it on my switch but who knows when the uh, eShop's gonna go offline yeah, and right. you know <laughs> 10 Seriously. 20 years from now now i have a version of this game that i can play no matter what
0: you know yeah yeah
2: um so really cool and uh the developer by the way is cold wild games i know randall uh is not (laughs) quite as hot as john and i but like you know shmups are there's so many of these and there's so many little like slight differentiators between the different games you know sometimes they just kind of click with you and sometimes they don't so totally yeah but it's definitely very charming i think i agree Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I had a couple a couple of weeks ago I actually talked about a game called The Floor is Jelly on the podcast, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm not going to really talk about it anymore other than I just wanted to mention the developer's name, uh, Ian Snyder. And I actually played a little bit more part of that uh, 15 Minutes a Game series that I'm doing. And, like, it is, uh, it just, they, they just keep throwing, I'm about two, two and a half hours in, and the puzzle, like, platforming going on, they just keep throwing new mechanics in. And I'm just continuously impressed. And I forgot to mention the soundtrack last time too, which is from Disaster Piece, oh. and always one of my favorite. Like, there's so many games where I'm like, I love this soundtrack, and then I look it up, and I'm like, Oh, Disaster Piece. Yeah. So it's it's I think uh, Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, I think they did the soundtrack. I might be mistaken on that, but th- there's a multitude of games that they've done, and uh, yeah, just just wanted to mention. Like, I'm still playing that game. It's still really, really loving it. Um, but again, and which was also part of that Itch.io bundle. And again, another game I'm playing, which is another puzzle platformer, is a game called Way, which is from a developer named uh, Andrew Gleason. There's a few other uh, people that worked on the game as well with the music and stuff. And it has a fantastic, like it's a really like pixel art, like not quite 8-bit style, but, but 8, somewhere between 8 and 16-bit. Um, and nice. it's a puzzle platformer and you control this little witch character and it's like a little bit of a metroidvania not not in the sense that you're getting new abilities that will unlock new areas but that you're solving puzzles that will unlock new areas hmm. And you start out the game, you can push these boxes around and you do a few small like simple-ish puzzles and then you finally find your wand. And once you find this wand, there are these purple blocks around the levels that you can cast like a spell, a little expelamos. and uh, uh cast a, you know, once you hit one of these purple blocks, the first one you can hit, you like oh, okay, I cast my little uh, orb and it hits the purple block and it actually stays like in the center of the block and you can move it around left to right and then actually as you play, you actually realize that you can jump when you're controlling that block, so it controls just like your character does, oh. uh, where you can you know you can jump and actually like the blocks, even though they seem like they're super heavy, they make this huge like massive sound effect, but like they can even land on top of your uh, witch character and it, w- it won't kill them you Oop. can actually like have it land on top of that and then like later on as you progress through the game you're going to find pur- these purple locks that like as you cast your wand into them they're going to uh you're going to be able to have like 360 degree control over them you can kind of pick them up and float them over anywhere you want. You can
1: do a lot with um, that.
2: Yeah. And there's also different blocks that are going to be like, you can hit the X button and have them rotate at 90 degrees at a time. And they're going to reroute like laser beams that will trigger certain traps or trigger mm-hmm. certain, uh, you know, opening blocks. And like, so for example, like so there, there are these little, like there are two different types of squares. There'll be like these square, like, uh, you know, stone blocks that like your character cannot walk through as the witch, but then there'll be these uh purple outlined like kind of dotted line blocks almost or like dashed lines and the uh, when you're controlling one of the blocks that you've cast like one of your spells into you cannot travel through those dotted lines oh, okay. so like you're kind of having to solve these puzzles and you're essentially It seems like it's a. It says it's a two and a half hour game on like the Itchio page, but uh, I've probably played about two hours so far and have not beaten it, and don't feel like I'm anywhere close. Yeah. Um. There's no way to like pull up the map, but it's like kind of etched into the background. Like you're kind of in like a dungeon. You fall down like into this dungeon, like castle dungeon. You know, it kind of has like stone walls, but you like. You have it etched into the background, and as you complete certain areas, they'll be like outlined in gold. Um, when you get there's like even a little hub zone that you can see, and like an elevator that you can take between different floors. That's Cool. And there's like different like bunnies. You you have to find eight bunnies that are hidden throughout the the world, and then there's also like these uh, like hidden eyeballs as well <laughs> that are seem like they're like an extra collectible. You know, if you find them. <laughs> nice. But the puzzles are. Are they are brilliant? To be honest, I I know I'm. Again, I am the king of hyperbole, (laughs) and I take that with a grain of salt, if you will. But like these puzzles, like you're moving these blocks around, and you're sometimes having to use a one particular block in like two, three, four different ways that are like chaining the puzzle together, and you have a retry button. Like once you're on a particular screen or in a particular like uh, part of the map. You can hold down a button that will reset the level and put all the blocks back in place, and just so many different variables where it's like you can move the blocks here, or your character can move here, and the blocks cannot, or vice versa, and just so many. And there's even these little orbs that like you'll cast your spell into, and then you have a an eight directional, octo directional, as I should say. That's right. Um, you know, aim, and then. Sh- Shoot those into those purple blocks that you will then gain control of like Sheesh. this is just an unbelievably clever wow. puzzle platformer like one of the one of the craftiest uh games i've played in a long time
1: have you gotten stuck um, on a brain buster yet in that i game? have a little bit i played yeah. a
2: little bit before uh we recorded tonight i played another hour or so and i actually found nice. two more bunnies i don't know that i made a ton of like progress in the actual game but i've found four of the eight rabbits
0: secrets been are about progress, two hours Ken. yeah so i was gonna say collectibles are the <laughs> yes uh, so that's the point of every game absolutely
2: <laughs> well in this game i think it is kind of the progress i don't know 100 for sure but like this game is just like the the epitome of polish again it's just like the piano soundtrack the everything that goes with this game is just oh man it, it, it's it's amazing i nice. absolutely love it which way, and actually, it was on my radar it was one of the few games that were part of this bundle that were actually on my radar beforehand. Uh, it was uh, featured on uh, get indie gaming, which is a YouTube channel that I kind of keep an eye on once in a while. I'm always they're a little bit lazy to be honest, <laughs> uh, they always just post uh, trailer <laughs> clips. I, it just seems kind of lazy to just like take clips uh. from trailers and not like post anything that's actually like gameplay, but whatever. Uh-huh. But, uh, but they put this game on my radar, but it's been out for a few years, and definitely recommend it, and definitely recommend some of the other games from uh, Andrew Gleason look really cool. Nice. So definitely recommend checking those out. And uh, before we move on to kind of the meatier game that we're going to talk about today, there was one more game that was part of that Itch.io bundle that I was playing called Blitzbreaker. And uh, first and foremost, because we always save this for last, how do you have, you, have either of you ever heard of a uh, composer or a uh, musical artist named Fat Bard? No, I don't think so. No, I have not either. They worked on games like Mabel in the Wood, which is one that was at least on my radar. Just looked kind of cool. I think it was possibly even included in this bundle. Huh. Um, but uh, the chip tunes in this game called Blitzbreaker are just absolutely amazing. And you can find the soundtrack on Spotify and all nice. their other stuff, too. It is some of the best chip tune stuff. And this is like nice. an arcade uh, platformer with no running which is kind of interesting. Like that was the thing that caught my eye was that it said an arcade hardcore platformer with no running. And I was like, huh? Hmm. And so basically you have a jump, and then you can either hit up, down, left, or right on the D-pad, and kind of like a game that we uh, refer to all the time on the podcast that no one's ever played, Cyber Protocol, <laughs> you uh, hit left, y- you will travel all the way until you like hit a wall, essentially, or an obstacle okay. of some kind, hmm. or in a lot of cases, a wall of spikes, or a floor of spikes, or a ceiling of spikes. Nice. And uh, there, these levels, you know, it's kind of like a game that plays almost like, I don't know if it offers this as an, o- as an option, but it's like mode almost like it's single screen mm-hmm. like really like you know phone size yeah. screens i guess or phone uh, aspect ratio right. and then there's like huge borders on the side of the screen but some of the levels are definitely multi-screen but they're really puzzle heavy um i'm about three worlds into the game there's been a each world has three zones that have like 10 levels each and then a boss battle at the end of uh, the third zone being just the boss battle so like 20 levels plus a boss battle And I've gotten maybe through, like, the you know, a third of the way through the third zone. Nice. And uh, just really unbelievably clever level design. Like, for example, like, in the second world, they introduce water. And not only does it slow your character down when you're traveling through the water, but also when you, like, so when you bank off of a wall, you kind of, like, bounce off of it a little bit. So you kind of have to use that to, like... Like, bounce off the wall and, like, just enough to clear the distance of the spikes that are on that wall. Right. And then you're kind of having to, like, it's it's really, like, again, not, like, music-based, but really rhythm-based. Like, you're really having to time your your dashes across the screen perfectly and, like, hit the, like, collect keys that will open new pathways that will you'll see, like, kind of, like, a wall of, like, key blocks that as soon as you collect that key, they'll open up. Nice. But, again, when you get to the water, again, not only does it slow you down... But, like, when you hit the wall, it almost works like a wall jump. Like, you bounce off the wall and you actually hit a little bit higher. Like, you'll, if you keep slamming against the same wall, you'll kind of gain elevation okay. as you keep because of, like, the, gra- you know, your, like, different gravity underwater. Right. But, like, you're you're kind of always, like, using and judging, like, I don't know. You have to, like, bounce off the ceiling. It, it's just so timing-based and the level design is just so clever, like, just constantly surprised every single, like, not only, like, the chunks of levels that are, that consists of 10 levels each, but, like, just one after another, I'm just constantly, like, what a treat, like, the and there's, wow. like, again, these boss battles that, you know, they're, they're, they're not just like a boss battle. Like there's more to it. Like you're, you have these walls that you kind of cling to that you have to jump off of and you can jump. And there's like platforms that you get keys to like, they're moving like a uh, conveyor belts, you know? Yeah. And you have to jump at the perfect timing to like, so even though you're not running because you're moving on the conveyor belt, if you jump at the perfect time, you have a little bit of momentum. Right. So you can clear like a little small spike gap because if you dash all the way to the right, you're going to hit a spike wall. So you have to jump these spikes and that sounds awesome. I don't know. It's it's just it's unbelievably clever. Like one level after another, I'm just constantly surprised. And again, for another game that I just never heard of. Right. And even whether you donated to this bundle or not, this game costs a dollar. Nice. A dollar. Nice. And I think there's like hundreds of levels. And I'm playing through a story mode that like it has these like every world of ten levels has or nine levels maybe has three like warp zone collectibles, almost like Super Meat Boy style. Where you like go to a separate world and get extra, like, uh, character skins and stuff like that. Nice. But then there's also like an arcade mode that I think you have to get through the whole game. And instead of those warp zone tiles being there, they're actually one ups. And you start with three lives. And each level has coin collectibles. And there's like a time to get a star ranking. You have to get, uh, over a certain time. And the time starts at a certain time, like 400 or whatever. Like every level is different. But it'll start at 400 uh, per se on a certain level, and it'll start ticking down. And there'll be coins on a level when you're playing in story mode. And when you collect those coins, it'll make the timer go back up, okay, so that you can you know finish a level under a certain amount of time. And yeah, the just the menu system's really slick. You can play one level at a time uh, if you want to like go back and try to get those collectibles or get those warp zone things or get the you know the timing uh you know beat the get the star ranking on each level right it's just it's fantastic and again especially with those chiptune soundtracks i am somebody who like i'm gonna fire up a podcast or put something else on while i play a game and this is a game that i'm like i'm just cranking up the tunes and oh
1: yeah and playing nice. along so kudos for that what was the name of that game again blitzbreaker nice
2: yeah and it's just like a really nice like 8-bit pixel art aesthetic immediately graspable the mechanics like takes a little bit of you know there are some levels i get stuck on here and there but man just a insanely clever game i uh, absolutely yeah. love it yeah absolutely love it yeah that's awesome so uh yeah i've been talking a bunch here about the uh, itchio bundle stuff but i know uh, john has polished off another game i know uh, i'm on a roll <laughs> seriously i know john's on fire we're we're missing dj but john's uh filling his uh <laughs> shoes quite <laughs> <My> easily here <laughs>
0: By beating games,
1: that's <laughs> right, <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: so yeah, I uh put some time in and uh beat a game that's been on my radar for a while, uh, Firewatch. And yeah. uh, we will get into some spoilers uh later on, but and we'll give you heavy warning before then, ample so warning, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about that, but like just to start off, you know, it's a kind of eh, I wouldn't call it a walking sim because it does have mechanics. Like it's a it's a puzzle, like first person perspective game where right. you are uh, you're not a firefighter, you're a fire watcher. And they, I believe it's in the 70s, if that memory serves. I've
1: just played this game and I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: that sounds about right. But I've only played like the intro.
1: Sequence, I think it's basically. like 80s, but yeah, it's, it's not yeah. far off from yeah. Yeah, not it's contemporary. Like, yeah, they late know.
0: 70s, early 80s, um, where, you know, there isn't uh, any cell phones or like, and you're in the wilderness in the forest preserve uh, in Oregon, I believe. Um, or Colorado? Ooh. It's man. definitely like Pacific Northwest vibes for sure. I think it was Wyoming. Okay, it might be in well, Wyoming and you might be from Colorado. Man, that sounds weird. right. It's in I'm the United the States. Details on this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds yeah, it right. It takes place
2: in the US. Yeah.
0: Um but you it's it, it's a place that has uh lots of wildfires during the summer and it's your job to uh make sure that none of them get out of control or if there are any new ones that you report them. And uh this whole framework is set up around a narrative story like yes they're like that's the uh setting of it and that's what the mechanics per se are of it but for the most part you are talking with another person of over a walkie talkie and the majority of the content of the game is you selecting uh a a dialogue tree and advancing the story along um and I really enjoyed this game. I had been really itching to play a another uh, 3d world game like yeah. I, uh, Risk of rain had been that for me where it was just a game where I wanted to inhabit and explore and feel tangible um, yeah. in a way that you know a lot of the 2d games or like RPGs I don't necessarily feel. So having something that yeah. you know I'm interacting with a lot of things like there's not really platforming per se, but you know you are like making your way and you're climbing up like uh, rocky surfaces by you know like in a in a way that is more realistic than yeah. a lot of 3D yeah,
2: games. It- it, it has more like tangibility too than like most walking sims, you know. If mm-hmm. it, again, not to like deduce the game into that category, but like I feel like a lot of those don't have like these like jumping and like climbing up a ledge mechanics, you know. That this game has a lot more gameplay mechanics than uh than your average just like walking through the storyline kind of thing,
0: yeah. And like it does have puzzles, but the puzzles for the most part are you know you just going to a location and advancing yeah. the story like there's n- there's nothing yeah. that's like too like difficult or you know like right at the v- at the very beginning of the game like you are told that the lock combination on every single box is <laughs> one two three four
1: yep and <laughs> that's a good
0: joke and like they like you know they make some j- crack about you know security being oh really yeah high over there it's it's a great it's a great way to set the pace on it and um yes but i don't know if we uh do you have anything to add randall before we delve deep into spoiler territory
1: um yeah it's just it's a cool game and uh, granted i didn't get a chance to complete this game i'll say that on the front side because i I tried playing this on playstation 4 and there's this known save bug issue where i swear i had to have been at least 85 percent through this thing based on the way the story was going and then it wouldn't let me load it up the next day or from there on in like try to bring the save back down from the cloud and everything delete it reinstall it nope um, so, uh, unfortunately, but I, oh man, I had a great time with it and yeah, I, would agree with everything you've said so far. Um, it's, it's a, it's a story meant to be taken in that's interactive, um, mm-hmm. in the best possible way.
2: Yeah, I would just say, like, I just played the very opening. I also have this on my PS4, but didn't get anywhere near where, like, I caught a bug or or hit any kind of save point or anything like that. But just kind of saw the opening sequence. And actually, uh, this game is developed by Campo Santos. Um, And there are a lot of the folks that uh, were part of the Idle Thumbs podcast and actually went on to uh, produce Half-Life Alex. And uh, they were actually in the middle of making a game called uh, In the Valley of the Gods, which uh, when they got acquired by Valve... And uh, I don't know what the status of that game is. I Mm -hmm. think it it hasn't been canceled per se, but -hmm. I think it's more like in the vein of Firewatch. So I'm definitely, like I would love, it's more, it takes place in Egypt and it's like, has a lot of like, I don't know, it, it sounded and looked very interesting. They have some very great like, the visual design and like the animations in this game in particular uh, again i only scratch the surface of fire Firewatch. i'm talking about but like you know if, i if i remember correctly you have like kind of a tangible map right like it's not yes. like uh yeah. you don't that, look at uh, like a map screen it's like your character like holds a map in their hand yep and you and have and to and orient
0: you, yourself with uh like compass like yep. it's, yeah that is honestly one of my favorite parts of this game is like how you really have to learn like the terrain of a place. Like, yes, there yeah. are paths, but like frequently, like you are just trying to like figure out what the landmarks are near you and where you need to go. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh,
2: yeah. Why don't we just say fair warning here? Uh, You can feel free to stop listening to the podcast here if you don't want to hear any more Firewatch uh, spoilers. But we have timestamps in the episodes and everything if you want to avoid that. But uh, yeah, we're going to just talk a little bit more story stuff. Um, you know, since John and, uh, I don't mind getting spoiled a little bit and John and Randall got pretty far into the game. So
0: why don't you guys uh, dig in a little deeper here? Yeah. (laughs) So when I started playing the game, I had somehow blissfully remained unaware of anything about it like That's awesome. Me I do. Yeah, yeah. done a really good job of making sure that I didn't get anything spoiled for me and I'm very grateful for that fact. Um because basically within the first 5 minutes of the game when it's just doing like the opening oh, like, man uh, explanation like <laughs> yeah. I started crying. It's rough. Like, like especially for so the set dressing is that you are like, it goes through your relationship with uh, uh, you are this character, you're this man who meets this woman, you marry, you fall in love, and she gets early onset dementia and yep. like stops, like starts like forgetting who you are, forgetting things like the family that you wanted to start isn't possible anymore. Yeah. And as a result, like you, she gets taken in by her family in Australia and you, uh, run away and you go to this, uh, like forest preserve and take this job because you can't handle it. And uh, also, I do want to point out that the character is voiced by Rich Sommer, who is an actor I really like. But so far, I have only ever seen him play the role of shitty husband. (laughs) (laughs) He's good at it.
2: (laughs) He's so good. For what it's worth, too, on the Idle Thumbs podcast, I know they've definitely talked about. I think some of those choices you make in this opening sequence, based on like even just these like dialogue trees, mm-hmm. will affect the outcome of the game. Yeah. So huh. I don't know for sure, but it's, it's very like tied in and interconnected, kind of like the, the, uh, Telltale stuff, but even, even deeper from, from the way they've described it. Again, I've, I've only scratched the surface, but.
0: Yeah. And I, actually, that's kind of like the, uh, I don't know if I would call it necessarily an issue that I have with the game, but like uh, it has a narrative throughout the entire game that you are making these choices and there are uh, different, like it does alter the story that is told, but it doesn't necessarily change the ending of the game. Sure. So in in a way, it's kind of similar to narrative games like Night in the Woods, where there's this overarching story and you're really just selecting like the like granular events that happen yeah. not necessarily the you're not really changing things or the choices that you make aren't necessarily
1: like giving you a different ending it's just kind it's, of it, and it's still an engaging mechanic that way oh, i think even if it doesn't change the ending i like that stuff a lot absolutely
0: and yeah. like I, th- I think the point that like uh kind of stuck with me is that like it does give you agency as a player to create a story that you want to experience. Totally. But only with it, like again, because it's a video game and it's the constraints of the medium, like you are only given the options that are programmed into the game. Right. And I think that that's what like kind of sticks with me as opposed to like, say this were a movie in that, the ch- options i was presented were not necessarily the options i would want to take sure like uh i think that i may have not engaged fully with the game because at the at its core like if i were the main character and had the agency i don't think i would have run away and taken Correct. this job and the game <laughs> right. gives you, right 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 like opportunity. do you think it's a
2: f- do you feel like it's effective though in the sense that like you are inhabiting this character that is totally you know makes decisions that
0: you just <clears throat> pardon me wouldn't even consider making you know see but it it still gives you certain options that are light like that are kind of like opposite Like they're almost they're almost what you want but like, not quite right yeah. and so and and those i think the story that i ended up like choosing i think was kind of unfulfilling and Mm -hmm. i think that like were this were a movie and like if i had gone the way that i feel the story is almost constructed to tell like i think that a movie would have gone harder and wouldn't and would have made choices that i would have agreed with even less and i think that
2: i was gonna say yeah even if you had no agency over the choices and just had to kind of be at the mercy of the decisions of the you know filmmaker in in the case of it being a movie or the or the game developer you know
1: now i'm just curious to see what kind of choices that you made generally speaking i mean (laughs) i I wasn't rude to like my supervisor but like the game
0: gives you chance after chance to like Forge a relationship with her yeah. and to like get closer, yep. and the entire Flirty time, almost, like, yeah, yes, yeah, and yeah. like I'm like, no, I'm I'm married. <laughs> like right. the, every option, like you wake up in the morning, I put on the like wedding band, like that is yeah. like an option that I immediately choose. It's like, yeah, like and I, I, uh, if this were a movie, I, like I again, I feel like it could have like pushed me in or like at least the viewer in a, an area that i'm way more uncomfortable with and that would be the value of that movie yeah is to see a character make choices that you as like a person wouldn't make and like the unlike um, discomfort that you would feel is the value of that story but right. to give you Almost, like, again, it's not an illusion of choice because you are making various, like, decisions and you're getting a different story each time, but, like, the fact of the matter is, like, I don't think I had as good as an experience as if, like, I was given less agency Mm -hmm. and, like, was just presented with a narrative story, but, like, I still... Was glad that I was given the option, and I still think that like there, it was a good story. Like I don't think that I necessarily like got a bad ending or a bad story or a bad experience. Like I thoroughly enjoyed my experience with it, but like I can't help but wonder if like being able to like make those choices like gave me a like it it could have been a, a more powerful experience had I had less uh, ability to make those decisions. I could see that.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's the that, push and that pull of like video a tough, games in general, right? That's like that's a tough part of this medium versus something like TV shows or movies.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. I was just going to say like if you have some options like you you can't craft that experience perfectly. You have to kind of like try to craft multiple experiences perfectly, you know, yeah. or as perfectly as possible and like you're probably going to leave some loose ends, you know, if if that's the case if you're trying to come up with multiple endings when you're giving the player tons of agency in in that regard you know cuz mm-hmm. cuz i it, again it's been a really long time since i played this but i actually feel like i i started the game as like i was like divorced or whatever like i i, I didn't feel like i was like in a relationship mm. um it's been a long time but I, I again i feel like some of the choices i made made led to like i was like mourning i I, I'm talking on my ass probably, but I feel like I was like mourning the death of my spouse, if if I'm not mistaken.
1: The game so. gives you that opportunity because she's Okay you you can basically compartmentalize her saying like the version that I married doesn't exist anymore and now she's, you know, gone away and I've gone away. And like you could do that if you wanted to. The game gives you that opportunity.
2: hmm Yeah. Maybe that's, that's what just not I chose.
1: the not the opportunity. I don't think I, I think I, I was more of the, the goody two shoes type, like John. Hey, you,
2: hey, you, hey. you both are, you both are actually married. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm a single man. So maybe I was like, hey, let's, let's see how dark this shit can go. Sure. So that's totally valid. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. But, but I, yeah, again, I do appreciate the, the mechanics. And again, I, I love the Idle Thumbs folks. So like anything that they've worked on, I'm, I'm definitely curious to check out. So I, 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 i'm glad you brought this up because like again once i get out of these itchio games uh that were included in that bundle <laughs> years I, I later have it on my ps4 so <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> yeah years later for real i'm sorry i'm I'm gonna be probably a broken record over the next uh the coming months because there are just too many games in this bundle over 1600 and i've played maybe 10 yeah, so <laughs>
1: absolutely
2: But yeah, we can probably wrap things up there this week. You can always find us at uh, pursuingpixels.com and then uh, check the episode descriptions for timestamps again if you want to avoid spoilers and everything like that. And also for, uh, you know, we got Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Heck yeah. uh, Links in there. So instead of listing that off, you can just click the links uh, in our (laughs) episode descriptions. And uh, yeah, I think we can wrap things up there and we'll catch you all next week. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya.
1: Randall I said yeah
0: <laughs> oh, I,
1: <laughs> did you would, you would you rather have a silent thumbs up from me <laughs> I,
2: I didn't hear anything I no, just, I think, I, no I think no Randall and I said yes yeah. at the
1: same time <laughs> yeah it like Skype I think chooses like who it wants to listen to so mm-hmm. likes John better than me